You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering everything Pitt, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Fairbaugh. I write for Pittsburgh Sports now. I work for WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network, and I really just wanted to get some free-flowing thoughts today. I usually do not record on the weekends, but this is a special episode after Pitt lost to Western Michigan. We got to discuss what this means for Pat and Arduzzi, what this means for the program overall, and, and kind of what went wrong. But I want to talk about my biggest takeaway first, which is that defense and the limitations that Pitt has under Pat and Arduzzi. So all of that coming up here on Locked on Pitt. Okay, folks, let's get into this. I just want to talk about the main takeaway, and this is kind of what I wanted to say. You know, I don't want to talk about Narduzzi's job just yet. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about where I think Pitt as a program looks on Monday. I want to gather my thoughts. I want to have a more developed type of view, you know, stats. I want to study all that, right? However... I want to know what in the world Pat Nerdy still thinks about his scheme. Because this is my biggest takeaway, other than just, you know, my biggest immediate takeaway that I was thinking while I was there at Heinz Field, outside of, you know, man, what does this mean for the program and all that? It's Pat Narduzzi's scheme is so limited when you get to good quarterbacks. We talked about this throughout the week, and if you kind of didn't hear that, I, I said Caleb Ellaby can throw to all three levels of the football field. He's got accuracy. He's a guy that can throw over the middle well. He can throw outside the numbers. He can do it all. This guy's going to be an NFL player, and he's got two weapons in Sky Moore and Corey Crooms that are very potent weapons. And they went off. Crooms and Moore went for 100-plus. Both got touchdowns, both got pretty long touchdowns as that, and Ellaby had three touchdown passes and was decisively picking apart the Panthers' defense like it was nothing. Caleb Ellaby went through this defense like a butter knife. Just a sharp knife cutting through it with ease, with precision, and with decisiveness. He looked phenomenal. Let me say this. I don't want to discredit what those three brought to the field, especially Caleb Ellaby. Caleb Ellaby played his butt off. Straight up, he played his butt off. What a game by Caleb Ellaby. This guy made some fantastic throws. The one to Jalen Hall down the left sideline, unbelievable throw to set them up. Great throw. He made a few great throws on slants when Hallett was closing, when battle was closing. Some of these balls could not have been placed better. He seemed to be on the money. He made plays out of structure. He made throws down the field. He made throws to the middle of the field. He hit them when he needed to, and he was absolutely masterful. However, however, Pitt's defense runs into trouble against quarterbacks like Caleb Ellett. Look at who they played 
in the past that has straight up just sliced through them. Mason Rudolph, right? Trevor Lawrence, right? You know, guys like that. Sam Howell, his freshman year, had a real good game against them. Lawrence did it twice. Deshaun Watson, right? Look at these football players that have gone through Pitt and decisively picked it apart. Ellaby is going to be an NFL player. He is. And the, the, the thing about Narduzzi's scheme and the limitations of what it brings to the table are specifically this. And it's this tenfold. The thought with Narduzzi's scheme is, cool, will force you to throw the tough pass. That is, the deep passes, that is, will force you to throw it into tight windows, will force you to put it right on the money. Granted, you can do that. It's a good strategy against teams like Tennessee, right? Joe Milton can't really hit the right side of a barn. Hendon Hooker ain't a passer. There's a lot of things to look at when you were talking about that. However, Caleb Ellaby is a guy that when you force him to make those tight window throws to all three levels of the field, he can do it. And when you have inexperienced safeties that are in man coverage, really the field safety there for Pitt, the one that Hallett and the one that Battle were playing, it's really just another corner, right? It really is. But they give him 10 yards of cushion, don't want to be beat deep, LB makes a throw every time. It's a tight window. I mean, it's not like these... A lot of these were not super wide open, right? They weren't great. I mean, it wasn't a horrible coverage at times. It wasn't. But LB put it where it needed to be. And when you run into accurate quarterbacks like this, they can run a buzzsaw right through your offense. And this is the theorization of Pat Narduzzi's scheme that doesn't make sense to me. He talks about it. You run cover two, they're going to run the ball all the time. Sure. You're not going to always get beat. You have a good defensive line. So I don't think you're going to get, you know, sliced up consistently on the ground because you run cover two. You run cover three, the safety is useless. Not completely true. You can do things with that safety, right? There's a lot of things you can do here as a defense. Outside of just press man quarters. Because press man quarters, you know exactly what you're getting every play. You know exactly the same scheme. This is why they ran that RPO with the out route, the bubble screen, and the slant all game. They knew exactly what they were getting. A 10-yard cushion where they could hit it, and they trusted their quarterback with accuracy. They hit it consistently, and he delivered. When you run into a quarterback like that, you're going to get beat. And this is the limitation of Pat Narduzzi's scheme. I think it's an outdated way of thinking. I think it's something that when you look at it, it's just not completely true anymore. The quarterbacks that you run into that can throw the rock like this are going to kill you every single time. When Pitt runs into Sam Howell later this year, they're going to get beat bad. They can win. Trust me. Listen, Pitt can win eight, nine games this year. There's no question about this. I'm, I'm serious. I'm completely serious when I say that. They could win eight to nine games this year. You see the offense? Yeah. The defense was bad. 
But Ellaby's going to be one of the best quarterbacks they face this year. Maybe the second or third best. He's right up there with the best of them. Western Michigan's going to be a contender in the MAC, I think. But it shows case. This is the showcase of why Narduzzi's scheme fundamentally is not great. It's fundamentally why they need to change and adapt. You can't run press quarters every play. You just can't. You have to mix it up. You have to do something outside of press man quarters. It's going to be hard to win and get through that glass ceiling when you have a scheme like that. And there are other factors at play. But the biggest one today was the inability to change a scheme. We heard what Tim Lester said. He knew exactly what to expect because he was at Syracuse six years ago. Understand that. That is why Pitt needs a complete reshuffling of the scheme, whether that's with Narduzzi here or not. The scheme is outdated, and that is something that has to change. All right. I want to talk about a little bit about what I saw offensively from Pitt and why I think Pitt can at least still salvage a season and overall why they can at least have a good total in that win column. But first, folks, make sure to check out Built Bar. So many delicious flavors in this protein bar. Nine different ones. Coconut, raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, oranges, cookies and cream, German chocolate. So many of them. And not only are they great flavors, they're healthy as well, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. They're all tasty, and they are all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so let's talk about this. Can Pitt salvage a season even if they lost a game to Western Michigan? The answer is yes and no. But there's two different perspectives. The win-loss total, yes. Listen, the ACC looks like trash. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Just look around the ACC. Miami doesn't look great. Virginia is eh. UNC is decent, but again, eh. Clemson looks like a notch or two down from their usual selves. Duke doesn't look great. Syracuse doesn't look great. Great Pitt has opportunities to win against Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick and win eight, nine games still. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So if you're a win-loss total guy, yes, there's an opportunity to salvage this. But you're always going to look back at this game and say, well, we're 9-3, and three, but you could have been 10-2. and two. And that affects now the bowl game, right? Well, we could have been in the Gator Bowl. Well, we could have been in this bowl, but now we're in the Sun Bowl. Now we're in the Belk Bowl. You know, not... Now we're in a bowl that 
is a bit more mediocre, right? The path to an ACC Coastal title and frankly a potential ACC championship even, it was right in our faces. And Pitt still has to play Miami, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Clemson. Can they only lose two of those games? And win the rest, too. Let's talk about this. Can they beat Virginia? Can they beat Duke? Can they beat everyone, Georgia Tech? Okay. Can you win all those games 100% for sure? Well, you certainly hope so. You certainly hope so you can. But Pitt is going to be just wishing you would... It doesn't matter what the record is. You're going to be wishing, wow, could have been one more. Really should have beaten that Western Michigan team because our bowl standing would be even that more impressive. So even if they win the Coastal, it's going to be a what-if game because they might be going to a more mediocre bowl than they wanted. This is the issue with Pitt this year. And, And how do you perceive that? Because Pitt... From a perception perspective, in my view, is, well, yeah, they did beat, say, Miami. They did beat Virginia Tech. Maybe they lose to UNC and Clemson, and they're 9-3. Yeah, sure, they're 9-3, but it's really because of that Kenny Pickett guy, and the program is still middling. Because, listen, this isn't some of the, this isn't a loss that you can necessarily wash the stench off of in my opinion like no no one's gonna go and look at western michigan and say well they had caleb ellaby they had Corey crooms and they had sky Moore, and they, they you know those guys are future nfl talents and they are and they would be correct in that however no one looks at that they look at western michigan who in the world Some of these people probably don't even know who Western Michigan is. From a perception perspective, and by that I mean from a recruiting perspective, the coaches that are going to be getting their guys recruited, you're trying to create a a pipeline in Texas. You're trying to create a pipeline in California. You're trying to create a pipeline in these talent-rich states, and these guys They're just going to go to a Pac-12 team. They're going to go to Nevada, who looks pretty solid this year. They're going to go to Cal. They're going to go to Washington State. They're going to go to BYU. They're going to go to Arizona State. In Texas, they're going to go to a lower SEC team, right? They're going to go to Mississippi State. They're going to go to Ole Miss. They're going to go to these teams. Because Pitt has yet to establish themselves as a reputable force in the recruiting landscape. What can you do for me? Can you get winning teams? Now, the thing Pitt will always have under Pat Narduzzi is, yes, we develop talent, and yes, we send you to the NFL. Yes, very true. Pickett's going to be an NFL quarterback. Addison's going to be an NFL wide receiver. You know, they have this. Can't see to the NFL. Denise to the NFL, Damari Mathis to the NFL, probably more on this defense to the NFL. So you have this, but the implications of a on the PR side of things, 
uh, to a loss from uh, to Western Michigan, and then you can point to the long list, the the laundry list, of bad losses in the Narduzzi era. And at that point, you become a shell of a program. You are a team that hovers between eight and five wins consistently every year, and you are a stable of mediocrity. And listen, at least if you suck, at least if you suck, there's the hope for going upwards. But you, you know, the, the team, a team like, for example, take a look at Georgia Tech. They've sucked for four years now. But there's always the hope. Maybe. Maybe I can be a part of the project and and bring something to Georgia Tech, right? There's something there about that. They didn't whether they do it or not is is another question. If you believe in Jeff Collins or not. But they get Jameer Gibbs. They get talent like that. You know, they get solid talent because guys buy into a vision. Something that they could be there. Could be. Narduzzi's vision, there is no vision. If you can't win with your NFL quarterback, and the quarterback you've been waiting for to come through, who is the guy that for the, to break the ceiling, what are recruits buying into other than NFL talent, other than the pipeline? It's not enough to sell everybody. Some guys, a lot of guys want to win in college. But all you can really sell them is maybe a coastal title at best, and, and maybe a mediocre bull. We don't know if Pitt has that chance to break through. And every coach, it wouldn't matter, right? You just look at these teams. Maybe Pitt only has that one breakthrough season at once every seven, eight years. That's okay. Teams like Minnesota and Indiana do that. Pitt shouldn't be on a lower level than those programs. This is a good but not great job. You have to understand that. But Pitt, that there seems to be a perception that the Pitt job is unwinnable and they're stuck in mediocrity forever. A good coach that knows what they're doing can come into Pitt and while, yes, maybe they're stuck in a cycle, there's a breakthrough season that can absolutely happen for Pitt. It's not impossible. I trust you with that. Pitt can do it. Narduzzi, he just, it doesn't look like he's the guy to do it. And this loss is going to be a stench that they're going to have to somehow wash away from. All right. I, I do want to, before I get out of here, I just want to talk about Kent Pickett and how great this guy is of a football player. But first, guys, please make sure to check out betonline.ag. They are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. And BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season, with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to that website or you can use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. So football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports.
Yeah, folks, let's talk about Kenny Pickett for a minute. Just a little bit. Yeah, it was a bad game. Yeah, everything went wrong, but man, if there's any hope this season of them getting in that win column upgrade you talk about that they still have a shot at. And again, I mean, I don't think it's a great shot anymore. I really don't. Because this was just one of those games that you're just going to look back on and be like, man, win, win that game and you can have a 10-2 record rather than 9-3. You're going to be looking at that one. But Kenny Pickett, six touchdowns, phenomenal game from their quarterback. And he's played great three straight weeks. He was, his deep ball was on point today. He was great out of structure and the and having the ability to move out of structure. It was phenomenal stuff from Kenny Pickett today, right? This is a football player who's going to be a great NFL player, and this is the quarterback Pitt's been waiting for to come. It really is. This guy's better than Peterman. This guy's better than any Narduzzi has had, better than Chris had. He's the best quarterback in a good while here, because this guy can make throws to all three levels of the field. He's got great out of structure ability. He's tough as heck. And Kenny Pickett continues to showcase why I like this guy. I like him so much. This dude is a guy who can do whatever he wants on the field pretty much at will and has done the same two straight weeks. I see no reason why it should slow down. He's played phenomenal. Now, the interception was a bad read. I think Kenny was trying to do a little bit too much there. The, the snap stuff, man, you got to work that out with your center. And you got to work it out with your running backs, too, if that's a concern as well. You can't be fumbling stuff at the at the mesh exchange and, and just all, all that stuff, man. Like, that's, that's sloppy football. That shouldn't be happening at this point in the year. And also should not be happening in year seven, right? There's a, there's a few things that are just puzzling but Kenny Pickett is not puzzling Kenny Pickett is a stud that guy is going to be a fantastic football player he's he's gonna give Pitt a chance to win every single game they're in that's exactly what you want to see when you're Pitt but next year regardless of what they do after this year right whether Narduzzi's gone, whether he's here next year, man, has the potential to get pretty ugly. Because Pitt, oof, they are going to have a world of hurt potentially waiting for him. If they fire Narduzzi, the transfers are just going to be plentiful. If they keep him, what in the world's going on there? Are they going to be able to keep up expectations with Patty? Who knows? But I do know that this season, no matter how it ends, I know that Pitt has a Fighting chance, a puncher's chance in every game because they have a quarterback. That's the thing about Pitt that makes them so dangerous. And it's why, you know, I don't think you can just look on the, the scale of, well, Pitt lost to Western Michigan, so they're not going to beat Virginia Tech. They're not going to beat North Carolina. They're not going to beat uh, any Miami. They're not going to beat Virginia. They're not going to beat those teams, right? Because they have a quarterback. I mean, having a quarterback magically does things for you. It really does. And it makes you a, a fighter in any game, pretty much. Pitt has an opportunity to, to vastly overperform because Kenny Pickett might put him on, on his back and carry them to eight wins. That's very possible this year. Pitt 
Pitt is going to end up with a b- above 500 record. I'll say that. I, I think they do because, again, Kenny is that good. He's that good. In college football, hot quarterback play. You saw with Caleb Bellaby, right? Caleb Bellaby gave them a very good chance against Pitt, a Power 5 team. He's going to give them a very good chance to win the MAC too. And in Western Michigan, you know, they're he he was a guy that against Michigan, even though they lost the game 47 to 14, Ellaby was able to keep them in the game for a little bit. It was 10 to 7 for a while. Ellaby was making great throws. He was tough, but after a while the offensive line just got beat so bad. The receivers weren't helping him out. He lost Sky Moore. Crooms got banged up. His best two playmakers were out, and the defense was getting torched like it was nothing. So he didn't have any help. Pickett at least has some help. He has a tight end. He has Jordan Addison. He has Jared Wayne. He they, they look good, right? Those guys look good. Pitt has an offense. That'll give him a puncher's chance. It's an awful loss. Kenny gives them a chance to at least have somewhat of a, a good record on the books this year. All right, folks, before we get out of here, I do want to tell you guys about the Locked On Bets podcast. It doesn't have to be a guessing game. With the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast and make sure to do the same here for lockdown pit download follow give us a five-star review as well on monday we will talk about what in the world this means for pat nerdy and what this means for the future as always folks thanks for listening and hail to pit